when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the How Stuff Works podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined today by my trusty staff writer, Josh Clark. Josh, how are you today? I'm great, Candace. How are you? I'm well. Well, that sounds like it can only mean one thing. Today's topic of choice is swearing at work a good thing. Josh, you seem to be a pretty gung-ho advocate of, of this. Why is that? Candace, you remember my wear your Hawaiian shirt to work uh, campaign? Um, it, the whole thing was just a drive to get everybody to loosen up and get to know each other. Well, it didn't take as well as I had hoped, so now I'm starting a swear at work campaign. Oh, you had I knew exactly where this came from. <laughs> this article you wrote called Is Swearing at Work a Good Thing? Yeah. Yeah, and this is based on an actual study. We're not just like tossing around words for fun here. This came out of um, Great Britain, the University of East Anglia, where essentially some researchers looked at what happened to people who swore in the workplace. Yeah, they hung around a mail order warehouse. Yeah, and they were looking to see if swearing at work alienated coworkers or if it actually brought them closer together with um you know all the salty language and people really showing their true colors. Sure, sure. I could see a lot of cheeky Brits running around the mail order warehouse just cursing up the storm, you know, it had to have been a really fun study to do, I imagine. Well I think so. And it was pretty successful too, because the hypothesis was correct. It really did establish better relationships among employees because they could feel like they were really expressing themselves and really communicating with everyone in an authentic way. Sure, and it's, it's pretty much basic social bonding theory. The more you share of yourself, the more uh, you can establish social bonds like trust. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you truly trust a coworker if they've never heard you swear? I mean, think about how much closer you and I are thanks to the word f- or son of a bitch, you know, that kind of thing. I know I say this every time you turn an article to me. But what's <laughs> interesting, especially about this study, is that uh, the the mailroom workers, like you were referring to, these sort of lower-level employees, yeah, they really let it rip all the time. Sure. But when they examined how the executives behaved and spoke to each other, no one really cussed that much. It was a little bit more reserved and refined. Right. Well, the study's uh, authors were saying that they hope that while management might not swear, uh, they, they want to see HR directors maybe look the other way or even encourage it because mm-hmm. it, it does develop social bonds. 
You know, the East Anglia study really didn't, you know, put the whole thing to rest. This is a pretty, whether or not we should allow swearing in our culture, whether it be on work or television or radio, is a a pretty big ongoing um, battle. It really is. And I know, for instance, I was looking at the FCC and some (laughs) of the rules that they have about swearing and the idea of a fleeting expletive, which is essentially when you just say, like, hot piece of And it's not really in context with anything relating to sexual content or bathroom humor. Sometimes the FCC will let networks get away with it. But when you're talking about and there's a toilet in the same sentence, that's not going to fly. No, I I agree. Um, And the FCC is actually as strict as you might think their standards are. They're not strict enough for some people. Uh, Have you heard of the Parents Television Council? Yes, tell me more. Okay, well, they they actually, you you may be upset about this. They went after uh, the producers of one of your favorite shows, Gossip Girl. Because they had a, uh, they wow, you're really getting the hang of this swearing at work campaign. Well, I mean, now I that I've had to that. take off my Hawaiian shirt, and mine as well. Right? <laughs> yes, I appreciate that too. Um, so they go after Gossip Girl for this kind of um, steamy uh, ad promo campaign that they came up with. And they also didn't like um, Thirty Rocks Milf Island episode. Did you see that one? I missed it. It was a good one, but the uh, Parents Television Council didn't like it. Actually, these people are pretty scientific. They've uh, released studies of how much of an increase in profanity there's been on television over a set number of years. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, and this is during the family hour, which is 8 to 9 p.m., um, there was a 22% increase from uh, 2001 to 2006 in, in profanity, right? They found 815 foul words in 180 hours of programming, which is 4.53 swears an hour. Wow. The most amazing thing is that somebody actually sat there and watched 180 hours of television programming and counted every one of the swears. Well, clearly, I'm in the wrong business. But if you want to check out more of our research, read Josh's article on Is Swearing at Work a Good Thing on HowStuffWorks.com. It's f***ing great. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code stuff. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.